What's up? I'm Anthony Gagos, and it's Rebel FM, episode 389. No. 379. No. Fuck. 384. Yes. Fuck. Some reason my brain, it was 89 for sure, I guess two, 9 and 9. Because I guessed 283 last week, and it was 100 off. Yes, that's right. Yes, that's accurate. Arthur I like Yeats that you were 5 wrong in either direction. Is here to say no when we get the number wrong, and James Faulkner is here to guess correctly. Sometimes. So... Last, last week I was not correct. Most of the time. No. Uh, video games? Video games. I have not played them. No? No video games? Well, oh. other than Dota. I have played the, uh, I have played the staples, but I have not played the new things. I played Dead Cells. Yeah, I played some Dead Cells today as well. That game's the new game. Well, quote, new game. for The, vo- mo- the vast majority of people have not played Dead Cells, probably, unless they played it on PC. I guess that's true. Right, because there was no console availability prior. I think a lot of people dabbled in Dead Cells and thought, this is really good. I want it when it's finished. A bit, yeah. Well, I never played the early versions, but now that I have played it, like when I see it and everyone's like, it's kind of like Spelunky and a roguelike, and I was like, eh. It's Castlevania Spelunky. But the game's really fucking good. It is. The animation is fucking yeah. ridiculous for a 2D game. Yeah. Uh, what are you playing it on? I'm playing on Switch. Because to me, it seemed like a good commute game. And so far, I have had no frame rate issues or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not, but it's not just about frame rate, apparently. Yeah, but I'm willing to make those compromises solely because that commute time is like the most optimal time. That's fair. I, like, as long as you sort of understand the sacrifice you're making. But I think that there are people who just like automatically expect that the Switch version will be on par with everything else. Yeah. And the technical challenges that that version of the game is apparently having are borderline intolerable i think yeah, yeah. dropped dropped inputs and yeah. when in handheld and then frame rate issues when docked i think it was yeah those are both the frame rate honestly bothers me less the dropped inputs though like yeah. and that's it, what will actually get you killed yeah we were game. talking about this in discord today like yeah for a very input heavy game where like the dodge roll is extremely important very important yeah it, uh i haven't experienced it yet but i haven't played that much and i'm hopeful that if that is a problem that maybe they'll fix it but so it's they've said that it's their number one priority now but they're also an extremely small team and so they've said november at the earliest for a switch patch wow i wonder man that's tough i wonder because i think it's like six people or something and also they've got to go through cert yeah that's the thing i was thinking about i wonder what switch certification is like um, that's fine to me so far. It's been good. I actually, I actually plan on playing it on PC as well. If, sure. If for only reason, cause the Twitch integration seems really fucking cool. What is the Twitch integration? The Twitch integration allows people to do things like affect what monsters do. Like, like, like when Jeff was, uh, our buddy Jeff was playing it, he was running around and the players were making a chicken follow him and stuff like that. Like there's just really weird things that the chat can, Oh, it'll, it'll allow the chat to, It'll pick one and say, you've opted in, so now you get to control this boss monster and decide when you type things, he'll do this attack at huh. the guy. So just That's kinda, cool. Yeah, and it, it's one player, so it's not like everyone's spamming chat. It's like the one guy who now yeah. is, gets to kind of battle against you. That's kind of cool. Right, because otherwise it would just be like a 
an enemy that did nothing because it was getting so many conflicting inputs. Totally. It would be like, yeah, when Twitch played Pokemon, you watch the little guy spin in a circle. Um, though they did fucking beat those games. It was fucking miraculous. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, that game is just like... What is it about that game that grabs you in a way that that genre typically is not? Because that's not really been your thing, yeah, historically speaking. I think it's because the combat does feel as good as it does. It reminds me a bit of like... Uh, I mean, it feels really good. Do you have weapon preferences? So far... The best thing I found is a thrown bomb that sets the ground on fire. Mm-hmm. I love to do that because I'll, if I have to, I can cheese it a little bit where I'm like, I'm just going to soften these guys up yep. before I go in and Grenades, attack. yeah. So if the firebomb thing is definitely yeah. like one of my favorites. I really like the whip in that game. That's what everyone tells me. It's also great for finding secrets. Yes. Because I like imagine because you, you just It auto-targets secret Oh, like I didn't know that. I thought smash. it would just be because you just accidentally hit the wall more or something like that. And so well, that I mean that too, but like it auto gravitates towards secrets. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a the art of it is just really fucking good, like surprisingly good. Like I've seen plenty of two D games, but it really is just like a certain layer of animation in there that I feel like I don't see a lot of times. And it's like it just feels like a post sixteen bit, but pre late generation castlevania game in the way that it appears yeah and that might be it too i and i don't typically play a lot of those a lot of like i often see roguelike and i bounce out pretty fast so it's pretty uncommon for me but everyone wouldn't stop talking about this and i jumped in and i'm like oh maybe there's a part of me that really likes it but also it doesn't feel bad when you die like i actually feel all right with it like yes it sucks because i opened like 30 portals and i'm like fuck that's all gone but like the fact that that, like i can now I've unlocked a small health potion and that's like a thing I have. The, now. Like that feels really good. The soul mechanic and it feels good spinning the souls. I think the thing that bugs me about dying in that game is that health is so uncommon. Oh like, yeah. You better yeah. use your like health in the potions. first stage. You'll find health in secrets like in like walls and shit. But in the second, the first second stage, like the, the above ground area that you get to before you can get vines where you have to fight the boss to get vines. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. That, is really loud music blasting outside of my window because I live in Oakland. Um, before you get that, that sort of section, like there's no health fucking anywhere. Sure. Um, and you have to hope that you make it with enough by the time you get to the boss or find a shop that sells it. Yeah. yeah. Which is also, and I found the, I've off. actually found that the characterization is kind of fun with the characters. They're like kind of whimsical and I wasn't expecting it. I thought they were all going to be dark and serious and everyone. No, yeah. There's not, like everything's dying or dead, but it, it's not grim, grim dark. dark. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. I thought it was going to be all grim dark and it's not that at all, which I've, I've found kind of goofy. Yeah. I found that kind of refreshing. I also realized early on, I went to a place I probably wasn't supposed to, cause I came across this like giant Valley of spikes and I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to go across this, but I just like fucking tanked it. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably not the way I was supposed to do that. There's I mean, but if you can do it, you did it. Yeah. The question is like, did you hit another point where you couldn't get past? It, well, I had too little health often to, f- to get very far at that point, you know, there are some um, interesting mechanics in that game too, like the timed doors. Yeah. I've encountered that. And I was like, it says you should have been here three minutes ago. And I was like, what you have to race through to yeah. get it. But yeah. it's, there's always a ton of shit yeah. behind those doors. So it's sometimes worth passing up, like getting the, uh, cells from like that you would get going from just like doing the level to just racing to those. I do find too, that, uh, I really, I like the the item drops in it are pretty consistent like even ones i don't want they just drop them 
Not so much that I don't give a shit, but they have a really good cadence to the item drops that I always want to at least check it out. I just don't understand how the item purchases work. Like I unlocked the blood sword or whatever, mm-hmm. but how do, do I, how do and I get it, it again? It just, it enters a pool of, of, of things that can appear. That makes me annoyed. <laughs> Cause it could drop anyway. Well, sure. The blueprint will drop, but the, yeah, I guess maybe it doesn't appear until you unlock the blueprint. I'm not sure. I've definitely like had weapons drop that I did not have unlocked. Sure. There, I'm sure there must be oh, a starting yeah, pool. Yeah. yeah. There is a starting pool, and then from there you have to unlock the br- blueprints, and then they just then they can appear in the world. And you, I think at a certain point you can buy them from certain stores. I think. Yeah, that sounds right. It's a. I find it's a pretty cool game. I'll be curious. That'll be a game at like a, like awesome games done quick. That'll be like crazy to see. Yeah, people do speed. I actually stuff. don't. Can they do speedruns in yeah. that game? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it has consistent bosses. So yeah, it has consistent bosses, and then you'll just have the they'll just be in the commentary talking about like, ooh, did he get the good RNG? You know, yeah. like they'll figure out the our, fucking. Our buddy Studio did a game, uh, Risk of Rain. He he speed ran that game, which is roguelite ish yeah. as well. Yeah, right. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, um, so I, I, that's kind of fun watching the games like that. There's even RNGs to some of them, like when I watched them do Ninja Gaiden Black. They're like, oh, it's RNG whether the boss will start off with this attack, and if they do, they'll follow this pattern, or if they start off with this one. That makes sense. So uh, that was a really cool one to fucking watch, because you're just yeah. like, okay, these are weird humans playing yeah. a weird game. A game that is already really difficult, and to <laughs> exploit it in the way that they exploit it is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah like they, um, they use the orange orb, or yellow orbs, then they spawn them in one room, and then they race into the other, so you, they can get an insta-kill as it like fades through the wall. Huh. Like, as in just the charge attack? Yeah. Oh. So they generate it in one room, run to the next, and then they, cause they have to kill those enemies. It's cool. Um, Interesting. But yeah, I think it's definitely a game I'll play more of, just because it is it is really... It is a run game, and that feels good on Switch. I like, think the, the nice thing about the roguelite element of it is that you will die, but honestly, the amount of time you're losing per run, until you start getting to, like, the third or fourth section, is pretty pretty minimal. Yeah. And I also early on invested in things like immediately to like let me carry over more gold with me between right. deaths because I was like I want that to yeah. come with me um, in between. They've added a lot more narrative stuff since the last time I played it, mm-hmm. like just world lore and like characters that talk and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it has a lot more personality than it did when I last played it. I feel like too the they've one of the things that feels so good about the combat is uh. The, like running up and smashing fucking doors and when you kill guys they burst into parts and stuff like that including yeah. like the loot gems that suck into you like all that just has a very good feeling of and how you can either open a door or just break it down and breaking it down yeah. stuns people yeah it's a pretty cool mechanic yeah and you can stun people by like doing power drops on them from above yeah. and stuff like that and none of that's explained like the first time i did it, i was like fuck yeah there's a, you there's a bunch of mechanics that they then add later on uh like you get the first one is vines right um and there's like some kind of electrification thing and yes that yeah it's like a teleport and then like you can wall climb later i was gonna say it's already i see tunnels that go up really high and i'm like clearly i'm gonna have a way to get up that you know it definitely feels that metroid vein of like of like you know oh where's the long tunnel that's gonna be for the speed run you know but to get them you're gonna have to die yeah like to start start the game over and actually get to those places yeah um but yeah it's good music's really good yeah and i have been playing with headphones intentionally because i was like I wanted to see what it was all about. I kind of wish that it was cheaper. How much? How much is it on? Yeah, it's like twenty five. Twenty five bucks. Yeah. I don't know how I much think that's fair. On. It's twenty on PC. Yeah, 
Um, I don't know how much is it on Switch. Twenty five. That's actually a little surprising to me because the Switch. You didn't didn't get that thirty five dollar price tag. I mean, a lot of games do have like the inflated price tag on Switch just because of I guess the way that developer royalties work. Yeah, but um, I, I got, I'm glad that that's twenty five. That's that good, good on Motion Twin. Yeah, yeah I for think charging that, that much. Yeah, hmm. I that game has a lot for twenty five dollars. It is you can get like. 30 plus hours from that game i yes but it's also going through a lot of the same stuff over and over and over and over and over and over and over again um i don't don't think that's i don't think that's a fair judgment i don't think that that makes it bad i think that that like makes me question some of the the price of it I, i yeah i mean it's tough uh 25 for that seems pretty good compared to a lot of the prices in the Twitch st- in the Switch store though that I see cuz I'm like the Switch store is fucking highway robbery on it's a like, regular basis. You'll see the weird $8 games and I'm like isn't that a dollar iPhone game? And then there's the the 30 yeah. like then there's games like Titan Quest which I was actually surprised was $35 cuz that's that old action RPG that That doesn't totally surprise me though because of the amount of work that the port required. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious about that one. If it's good, I'm like, maybe I remember that game being good. I remember Titan Quest being pretty good, but that was also like 15 years ago. So I don't know if Titan Quest is actually good. It was the game that was supposed to like tide people over after they played as much Diablo two as they possibly could. Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't know like how well it it's aged outside of the context in which it was released. Yeah. Me either. And I'm not saying that it, that it's aged poorly. I just say, I'm just don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I can still play Diablo 2 and enjoy that. I don't know if Titan Quest Have is Have you ever played through Diablo 2? Yes. Yes, because you did it with me. At one point, you sat me down when we lived together and you said, we're going to play through Titan- with Diablo 2. Not the way that your friends did it where they rushed you through it. We're going to go. You basically sat me down and you said, we're going to do it at your pace. And you just followed me around with your hunter. And, it was an Amazon. An Amazon. And we did it at a pretty at a pretty good did, pace. And, we, and then you and I played through it. I think so as well. Right yeah. before Diablo 3. Yeah. So, Yeah. Because they gave it like a patch to add higher resolution and widescreen support, I think. No, this was pre that. This was uh, th- that it had widescreen support like modded in. Oh, uh, we were just playing it. God, I because, remember that game. It like, fucking ran on everything. Yeah, that's when I eventually still lived in L.A. Well, before we made James come up here mm-hmm. to live his dream. So Dead Cells. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to play more of it. I'm always looking for things to play on my Switch, and I have that, and Fortnite. And what if I, you play Diablo 3 on your Switch? I would definitely play it through Diablo 3 again on my well, Switch. Get ready to fork that money over. Yeah, I'll play I'll play that again on my Switch. Yeah, I mean, I played through it on Diablo, uh, Diablo 3 on PS4, like, twice. Yeah. After playing through it, like, twice to get max level characters you know and, and to be fair when i say play through it i mean i got a character to max i did not do like the torment i think you know, invariably like in game in these newer versions they're releasing ways to just sort of grind up quickly they are and now yeah. it's, and now it's more about the seasons and stuff like that and yeah. i've never made season characters and they're adding like seasonal themes yeah that was the thing today in addition to them teasing the diablo 4 is happening seasons are fun though they're like 
I don't know. They, it's just like they have like all the randomized level. Like they do the thing that everyone wants them. Where you like you go from environment to environment as you go through a door. You go from like the snow environment to the siege environment to, totally. to, to the hell like environment. A, a new fix combos and yeah, yeah. It's like it's. I get it. I totally do. I get it so much with action RPGs that that's why I continue to work on action RPGs. <laughs> so, and then they hinted at another project, which is probably Diablo Four. It would seem that way. And I would certainly play a Diablo 4. Especially if they've, with everything they've learned from 3. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, both Arthur and I and you, we all really enjoyed 3 when it came out. But yeah, it sounds like it just got better over time anyways. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it immensely when it came out. And then I enjoyed it when Reaper Souls came out and enjoyed it. Like I, I, The only thing I never did is I, ne- I, I hope if they put, well, when they put Diablo 3 out on Switch... I hope it just comes with the Necromancer. Yeah. Because I never played the Necromancer, and that's what I would do. I would jump into it on Switch and play the Necro. It seems like what they should do. I don't know if it's what they will do. Yeah. I mean, if they charge $60 for it, and I could see that. If they charge $60 for it, they can go fuck themselves. I would, that is but I'm too saying much. $60, and it comes with Reaper Souls and the Necro. I could see them doing that. It's like $30 for that game in Reaper Souls right now. If that. And the Necro is $15 on its own. I think it's 10, isn't it? Uh, at least on Battle.net, it was 15 when I looked at it. So I was... But if that was that, I could see myself dropping that. Yeah. Um, There's like a Diablo 3 battle chest, right? Uh, at this point, I'm sure there is. I don't know. Uh, let's see, what other video games? Video games. Diablo 3 battle chest is twenty nine ninety nine. I've been playing me. through Dead Space 3 again. That Why? Game. Co-op. Co-op. Mm. With the murder bot. Nice. Uh, because we played through De- Resident Evil 5 and that was great and then we tried Resident Evil 6 and that, and that was, was not but Dead Space that 3 that was just causing pain in every part of my soul and then Dead Space 3 Dead Space 3 I still think I totally get playing it again why people were disappointed because you were like the fuck am I doing in this game I love that stupid game but I like Dead Space yeah. 3 and playing well. it and playing it co-op is awesome yeah. I think that game is fantastic like, like and it's cool like we just got to the part when you get off world and then you're like, I can take this fucking ferry between all these different ships and do these like side mit ships that I didn't even have to do mm-hmm. in the space fleet and stuff. Like it's pretty fucking cool. It's really good. Yeah. I really, really like F- that game. Flying around felt really, really good. Yeah. You get to do the zero G stuff and just like, and it's co-op like just doing things co-op often is pretty fun. Like I, there was something awesome about playing one and two by yourself and having that horror element. But I think it it also manages to leverage some of its solo strengths in co-op by virtue of having one player see things that the other player does not. Totally. And and I just and, and like especially like when you're playing with the mercenary guy and he's seeing his dead kid and doing things, I'm not seeing any of yeah. what he's seeing. Like I'm just seeing his character hand wavy around and you're just like, the fuck? Yeah. That's pretty cool. And then we talk to each other and we're like, Did did you see something? He's like, I totally saw something. And it's like, whoa. That that stuff was pretty cool. You know, that game is definitely Dated in some senses, like how so? Like the female character in it, they that they bring back from two from spacing out her name. Now she was like your buddy in two throughout the whole thing. Like the only they brought her back, gave her bigger boobs and a low cut shirt, and she's the only one not in armor out of everybody. And that sounds about right. And you know, it's just like they changed her face, gave her bigger boobs, and put her in a low cut shirt, and like that's her like, and she's your love interest in a love triangle. Like you know, that's like her point of existing. When in two, she was a much more interesting character, you know. God 
Damn, two is a good game. I mean, yes, two is. Holy Dead Space shit! Two, I'm just thinking about the way that game ends. Dead Space Two and Mass Effect Two are like two of my favorite games, probably of Remember all the time. Eye? The part with the eye. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that game has so many parts. The part with the eye. The part where you do like the fucking space jump through all the debris. The Iron Man jump. And yes, and you're just like, I, like that when it happened, you're like, is this fucking real? Like, yeah, that game is. I never played the DLC for Part Two. I really should have. What was the light gun game that was also really good? Extraction. Uh, Extraction. Yeah. Yeah, which, you know, spoilers. It's backwards compatible on Xbox One. But that game ends with uh, you having to chop your own arm off in first person. In case you were wondering if that Wii game was hardcore, it was fucking hardcore. (laughs) Severing your own arm. Bring back back Dead Space. Yeah. I Yes, I would like if they brought back Dead Space. I don't know what they would do to bring back Dead Space. Like, I would be concerned with the ways in which dead space might be reborn. Um, you play would, the pl- you play the dead the dead planet. Oh, I yeah. mean the multi Fuck. remember how there was multiplayer in dead space 2? Yeah. Yeah. Humans I, versus necromorphs. I forgot until recently and then I looked it up and I was like, "Oh god, there were events for that." Which version are you playing of Dead Space 3 PC? I'm playing Origin. Yeah. yeah. On Origin. God damn it. I mean, it's not on Steam. I know. And so and it's like it That was, was after EA went fully Origin. It was $30 if I'm or $20. $20. I was surprised that it was $20. Which is fine. Twenty dollars for Dead Space Three. Dead Space Three is still good, but I was just—I could probably find that game for like two fifty on console in a box, you know, somewhere. But or even on the store, I think it's—I mean, it's part of EA Access. So that and it was like it was like nineteen dollars, and then the DLC for it was another ten. I was like, I probably won't play it through that DLC. What is the DLC? It's a extra campaign stuff. I don't know if I played that. Me either. Yeah, I actually but played through that game twice. That game got you know got a lot of flack because. They were trying to do money transaction stuff with it at the time that people yeah, were very there were you could pay for guns. To. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the pre order bonus gun, if you used it, meant you didn't ever even really needed to bother making your own guns. Fucking that game had making your own guns. Yeah. I forgot about that until I was playing. I was like, what the fuck? It was ban- the Banjo kazooie thing for guns. Yeah. Before Mother Gunship existed. Yes, exactly. It was like I was like when I got back into that, I was like, Oh fuck, I totally forgot. Like, there's a lot of cool streamlines of ammo is just all ammo. You don't have to worry in your inventory about, like, do I have this much railgun ammo? Which makes much? sense given the sort of weapon crafting thing. Totally. And it just, like, there's just a lot of usability things about that game that are just... And still, the the just the fucking universe of Dead Space is fucking cool, man. That game is just fucking good. Like, Does it still look pretty good? It still looks pretty good. Some of the faces and stuff like that don't hold up quite as well. Yeah, that is like a weakness of that era at this point. Yeah. That's some something that's come a long way. Like some of the faces look a little dead in comparison to what we may have gotten used to. Um, but yeah, like when you're just in like a darkly lit environment with fucking light coming through slits, stuff like that, like yeah. it still looks pretty good. And the set piece stuff is still pretty fantastic. And they do really good things with audio where they, since it's in a zero at oxygen room and you're still having to fight guys can sneak up on you because they're not making hardly any sound like there's that game is still really really good um yeah i mean i i'm willing to buy games on origin i will say that i was i was already questionable about playing fallout 76 and i would probably play it on pc but when i saw that it's only going to be on the bethesda thing i was like no nah, i think i'm not wait really it's not gonna be on steam yep not at launch they've said yeah not at launch and they've never said that it might ever they're like you know it's just not going to be there it's going to be only on the bethesda launcher so wow so they don't you know launcher wars right just what we need i just uh you know i at this point i'm willing to have origin in steam 
I've never dove to the Uplay or anything like that. I mean, Uplay just installs itself. Uplay is just like well, the, I have Uplay, but I don't, I've never, I don't have Uplay. Uplay only boots up when I boot up a Ubisoft game on Steam. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I also played through some Blacklist co-op. That game's really fucking good. Really fucking good, and backward just made backwards compatible. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit last week. And I feel like I did. I I must have played through some of the. I never played through Blacklist. But I did play through some of the Blacklist Co-op, and I must have been with you, I think. It could be. And, man. Or that, maybe it was Mitch, actually. That game is a straight kick in the balls right off the bat. It's like the very first co-op mission is, if you get seen, you lose and start at the beginning. Fucking do the whole thing. One run, do not get seen. I was like, man, it is much more hardcore than I expected. But Yeah, I do wonder like how much the Hitman 2 stuff will seem like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's still really good though. Like you can, and the the game opens up, and I now I see like I actually want to go back and play through regular Blacklist because it totally still has a Panther Path yeah. if you want it. But and, it's considerably easier than the Stealth Pass, and it still gives you a bunch of like upgrades and shit. But if you want to play the Super Stealthy, you can in this one, unlike the, pa- a real the previous punch game. In the dick. Up another, huh? Never, nothing. Um, but yeah, it's 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 uh that game. Still pretty cool, and still looks pretty good in some spots. Like, again, faces are one of the things. That, but like when you're like on the hub area where you actually like launch all the missions, and it's in that ship that you're flying around and stuff. I was like, "Fuck, man, this was like the plane that the special edition comes with—a remote controlled version of that plane." Yeah, I mean that look. Now you can tell that that's like a game that was like right on the cusp of. Yeah. There was a lot of discussion like before it came out if it was going to get delayed to to ship on next gen because eventually Ubisoft just started showing it on PC, like they wouldn't show people the game on console, Hmm. Um, and it was one of the only Xbox 360 games to require a hard drive. Oh, I'm surprised. I forgot until you said that. I forgot that all games didn't require hard drives on the 360 because i I forgot at first that they launched with a memory card all of rockstars did so there were there was the detachable hard drive and there was a version of 360 that shipped without it and a version that shipped with it and that was how they got down to like 300 dollars at launch Mm. right i forgot about that i forgot i even for a second don't know if i remember that the hard drive was detachable and it didn't just look that way i think i still have a couple of those somewhere i am positive you do in some box um but yeah i'm mostly so yes i've been playing through some old co-op games and dead cells and then like you guys the staples the comfort our, our comfort so foods. you playing rainbow six yeah uh you know plants for zombies we always go to that and and then i've just been watching old movies we actually like define old movie like 1950 something that's movies. pretty old like yeah like we just went on amazon and saw this movie called Burn Witch Burn. And I was like, what the heck is this? And it's like a horror movie, kind of. But is it a Hammer film? No, it's kind of... I don't. I actually don't know what a Hammer film is. It's a British production house oh. that made a lot of, like... It is a Vincent British... Vincent Price and Christopher it, Lee It is movies. a British movie, and it is kind of Christopher Price-ish to me. Chris... <laughs> it's a, Vincent Price, Vincent Christopher Price. Lee. It's very... Uh, it's just a movie about... It's about a, a professor who doesn't believe in witchcraft and finds his life fucked up by witchcraft. It's kind of the basic... It feels a lot like a, uh, a Twilight Zone episode. Okay. And it just makes it... It was just like... Campy and Me and my high. wife kind of wanted to watch something that was kind of campy, but... Its to. original title was apparently Night of the Eagle. 
yeah, that makes sense when you watch it. That makes perfect sense. But the cool thing about it was me and my wife, my wife's a huge Disneyland fan. And when it's, and when it boots up, I was trying to think of a movie that would ever do this today. And it would be like, it was kind of crazy when you think about this movie being like in the fifties, I think it was fifties or was it early sixties? 62. 62. And it opens with like a two minute monologue and it would have been in dark in pure darkness in the movie theater. And it's the guy from Haunted Mansion talking to you. Like, literally the same narrator from Disney's Haunted Mansion. I, we looked it up because I was like, he sounds so familiar. And he's doing, like, a two-minute two minute talk over you so that he can protect you from evil. Because he's like, you're going to encounter a lot of fucking evil spells while watching this movie. And this is to protect... I was like, dude, this is, like, in the 60s when people would have been fucking... That was probably Tingler a, vision a risque fucking... thing to do. Like, you know, talking about witchcraft and how they had to put a secret thing over you and stuff like that. Like in a time when people would have really flipped their shit about that. Just an interesting little timepiece seeing that movie, you know? I don't know. It's got to be a trip for, like, children that would go back and watch that, too, because Mm -hmm. the movies are all wired. I mean, the phones are all wired, which I know, like, we live that, but the phones are all wired to where you have to pick it up and tell an operator who you want to call and stuff. Like, just, it's fun to watch actual old films sometimes. Um, Everyone should see Casablanca once in their life. Casablanca is really good. I've never seen Casablanca. I'm actually not like a huge fan of a lot of older movies. Like, and I think that like, like for example, I think a lot of Hitchcock hasn't aged well. Sure. Yeah. But Casablanca is actually still like it a, legit a great good movie. movie. All right, I'll add that to. The list. Don't see Vertigo though. It's like the most fucking brutal, sexist, goddamn movie. I liked Rear Window. Rear Window is excellent. Yeah. Oh yeah, Rear Window. I've seen and I've seen um, the birds. And- Gregory Peck carries that movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. A lot of these movies. Or wait, wait, it's not. It's not Gregory Peck and Rewind. Fuck, who is it? I watch a lot of these movies, and it's really not surprising me when they're brutally sexist, when they're freaking racist. Like you know, like actually, I was talking with Henry. I was like, Henry, you ever seen that robot? I'm As a robot, have you ever seen that murder robot movie about uh, short circuit with a robot? And he's like, you mean the one with Indian face? Cause, and I was like, holy fuck, you're right. Jimmy Stewart carries Ruindo. I forgot. And Grace Kelly's in that fucking Those movie. movies, Short Circuit, which were fun, totally had a guy pretending to be an Indian person in them. Yeah. Uh, I forget his name. The guy from Hackers. The bad guy from Hackers. But yes, I was like, fuck. Wow. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Steve Gutenberg. The 80s. The Goot. What a, what a time it was. Um, I showed my partner Jaws for the first time. My wife has never seen Jaws, and I was like, what the fuck? I have the Blu-ray version. The how have you version. never seen Jaws? Like, how does that happen? My sixth grade teacher showed us Jaws, which is illegal, but he did it. God bless him. It's PG. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That was before PG-13 was a thing. <laughs> so that's how he got around it, because, yes, we were only allowed to be shown PG movies, I think. Yeah, and so it's he... PG. Fuck. Despite the fact that there are, like, multiple instances of severed limbs and like awful shit in that movie I mean, and the way, one fuck the way the you guy get one, you get one fuck you the way fuck. the way the guy dies at the end is like still incredibly dramatic it's awful. to me yeah like just shrieking yeah. yeah like that's just always you guys ready to see the meg oh, i geez. definitely am i absolutely am i will see that by myself i don't give a fuck wait jason Sadam. oh yes sure. that one yeah. holy shit i that we saw a preview for that when we were sitting in the theater in hawaii and i was like the movie entirely funded by Chinese conglomerates, which is why it's yeah. just full of Chinese people. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. What, that's what like that's how they get around, get around the uh... perfect world funds a lot of fucking movies. Mm-hmm. So you get around you, the the way that like China does release schedules for like American movies. If if it's like majorly funded by Chinese companies, I see you can get 
ever released in China. Uh, Kong Skull Island was that way. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. No, not Winnie the Pooh, though. Definitely not Winnie the Pooh. N- no. They just banned that movie in China. But I think, like, The Equalizer 2 was another one. Like, basically any, like, sort of mid-tier action movie now is, like, co- or majority-funded by Chinese partners. Yeah, I saw that Winnie the Pooh movie got banned in China, though, because it was... Too many memes were made comparing Winnie the Pooh to their president. So they banned the movie. <laughs> Is that, that come from John Oliver? And yeah, he was he, he called out part of it because he had seen the memes online. And I guess I and I that. and I've seen pictures and I'm like, he kind of looks like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. He fucking kind of looks like Winnie the Pooh. Wei so, Jingping, I think. Yeah. Anyways, um, movies. Yeah. Movies. So I've been splitting my time with movies and you know. Some Saw games. Blind Spotting by the way a couple days ago. Pretty good. That movie is pretty fucking good. Intense. Yeah. In a good way. It's excellent. Yeah. It's really, really good. It's funny and horrifying and really Real. affecting. Yeah. yeah. Especially as someone who's lived in Oakland for as long as you have, I think. Hmm. All right. It digs, I think in some ways it digs more, more fully into the sort of transformation and, and if, like changes in Oakland than something like, sorry to bother you has. Yeah. Should I bother you is more broad. Yeah. It, and, and, and the issues is tackled. And yeah, it's like satire and yes. sort of science fiction, whereas Blind Spotting is very much like a drama with comedy elements. Great, great performances, literally all around. And when I saw the trailers, I was like, there are parts where you see people rapping. Yeah. And I thought, okay, so what, are they just going to break any musical numbers during the movie? But the way that they handle it in the movie is actually very, very effective. Um, is it like diegetic stuff where it's just like people rapping in the background or something? I, I don't want right, to go too much into it. But that's it's, it's a really good movie, and I hope that it gets Oscar consideration because it deserves it. Yeah. Maybe it'll get best popular movie. Also, the cop in that movie was the lead in Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah, shit. What's Can't Hardly Wait? It's a movie from the late 90s with a bunch of kids who graduate from high school and go to somebody's party. Is that the one with uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt? Yep. And, and, he's try- and he's like waiting to give her the Ethan letter Ember, the whole time? Yeah. It's that guy? That's that the guy? guy. That guy is yeah. the cop. And then it's... Uh, he's buff as fuck, too, in that yeah. movie. It's fucking disturbing. But yeah. That's uh, yeah, Seth Green's in that movie. Oh, Seth Green? Yeah, and it had a bunch of... I mean, it had a bunch of people that from that time you uh, recognized. J- Jason... Uh, it had the guy from Scrubs. Like I, but uh, uh, what's his name? Jason Siegel is like a, is like a one-off character. The, the, I can the, see that the guy eating the watermelon is Jason Siegel. Yeah, there's that was a great movie when I was in high school. I think it's still. I watched it recently. It's, it's probably not terrible. Look, they say uh, faggot. They say faggot, yeah. and that it is yeah very homophobic. As is move, movies as like, was everyone at that time. American like, Pie. Is another uh, one that I feel like it drops some f bombs. What's the what's the one about the one of the brother and sister who are like? I mean, let's be clear. They're like kind of want to fuck. Let's be clear. Clueless. No. Let's be clear. Most of America was pretty homophobic at that time. Like that was not uncommon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's the the two high society cruel intentions. Cruel intentions. Yeah. Oh, cruel intentions. Wow. I, I watched Can't Hardly Wait and Cruel Intentions in the same weekend. Why? Why? Was, was, were you with Casey? No, this was with Scott and Cindy. Okay, and, that still makes some sense. And and uh, and a few other folks. And we were, it was after the barbecue, and we were drunk. Yep, that checks out. I mean, Cruel Intentions was essentially a, a remake of Dangerous Liaisons. Yes. 
Anyway. Book of the Renaissance. I, I don't know. Oh. Right? Uh, French post-revolution, I yeah. think. Um, so yeah, blind spotting. Blind spotting. Very good. Um, You've been uh, off from school, though. Have you been playing anything else? Uh, so I played Dead Cells. Like I said, I wanted to play Dota, um, but I forced myself to play some Dead Cells so that we could talk about it. I also got into the Master Chief Collection right. beta, um, which... We've sort of talked about a little on the podcast, uh, and you are still mad at that game. I mean, you know, it's just tough that a first-party thing of their biggest franchise would come out so broken in a way that it, in a way that it could not have released in that broken of state and surprised anybody. Like they all knew it was broken, and they still put it out that way. I did. My understanding is that it did actually surprise people that it was broken in the way that it was broken because it was relying on certain things external to the game that were expected to work one way and did not function the way that they were supposed to. Um, is that like Xbox Live related? Yeah, the the ways in which Xbox Live radically changed between like July of 2013 when they announced that they weren't doing Always Online mm-hmm. and when it launched and after that, were there, there were pretty dramatic sort of differences and changes and deficiencies in the ways that it worked. Mm. Um, and I think that there are still issues with Xbox Live that they have never completely resolved. Like the Battlefield One Xbox One X patch uh, introduces a bug in multiplayer where if you are in a party with someone and playing, your frame rate drops by like ten or twelve. Cool. <laughs> and it's reproducible. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so it released pretty broken uh, in a variety of ways. Um, the base product, like the sort of product that they were using as the tip of the spear for it was Halo 2 Anniversary, and that worked. Um, at least the the campaign did. Um, but, like, the other campaigns had trouble maintaining 60 frames per second, especially Halo 4 and Halo 3. Um, and the multiplayer stuff was very rocky for at least, like, six or seven weeks after it came out. And even after that, like, it was still never quite where you would want it to be. And so... I think that the game released in such a way that there was no way to fix it hmm. um, so much as it needed to be rebuilt. And the sort of explanation that they provided is that like when the Xbox one X was announced, like support for the master chief collection was in there as like was part of the announcement. And it, because like you can't not like you have to do that if you're going to go through and add support to older games, like it would be, unfathomable not to give the master chief stuff like that kind of attention but in sort of going into the game and sort of figuring out what they would need to do to provide that support like they started picking the game apart and saying like well may this actually seems like an opportunity to do things that we've been trying to figure out a time to do for a while which is to essentially break the entire game apart and rebuild it um including going to the original code bases that they started with for those games, which is like the PC version of Halo 2 and the PC version of Halo Champion or, or uh, Combat Evolved, um, which Gearbox did, and sort of starting from there and starting to fix problems with those versions of the game that were transferred to the Xbox One when it came out because those are the bases upon which the Master Chief Collection stuff was, was rooted in. Right. Um, and so... Fixing network code, fixing legacy bugs from like 10 years ago, fixing legacy bugs from 15 years ago, like 
rebuilding the way that multiplayer functions in those games, rebuilding the way matchmaking works, um, changing the way that the games are presented and installed on the, on the system, including like the sort of incremental download stuff that they're building, which theoretically should come to more things over time. Um, and all that sort of converged with what game pass is and what they, and how they want to put it on game pass, but you can't put a game that was as unreliable as that was on games pass as like a feature. And so it was like a sort of perfect storm of reasons and justification to to get money to work on it because it's kind of like a, a monumental undertaking. And I think that if they had like had to ship halo six this year, then it just wouldn't have happened because, um, a lot of the work for the master chief collection initially went to saber interactive, which was their partner for combat evolved anniversary and halo two anniversary. Um, and I think certain affinity, which has done a lot of halo stuff in the past, but like it just, they were like nose to grindstone on halo five at the same time the master chief collection stuff came out. And so it was just an example of a game that was just way over scoped for the amount of time and manpower that they had, which isn't, that's not a, good reason yeah. for it to release the way it released it just it makes sense that it happened that way um and now there's this which is that like they're bringing people into the beta to sort of like test the different parts of it to see particularly the multiplayer like how the multiplayer works and to sort of get feedback on the hud and like the ways that the games work um and so i'm not so much concerned with the multiplayer like i figured that that will work when it comes out because it yeah. would be almost un- unthinkable for it not to at this point. Granted it was unthinkable when it first, is happened. it on games pass already? No. So it won't okay. be on games pass until they finish the changes. Like, the okay, updates. that makes sense. As it is now, the beta is a completely separate download from the master chief collection. So I have two versions of the master chief collection on my Xbox one. I have like the version that they released before in this, um, and so I've been putting it a little bit through its paces, sort of like checking everything out, like all the different games and sort of seeing how they look and how they run. Um, and having an Xbox one X, like my sort of baseline concern is like, do they run in 4k? Like, is it always at 60 now? Because that was such a thing before. And so far, everything that I've seen suggests that the resolution is significantly higher, if not like a flat 4k. Um, because even come like anniversary, Halo two anniversary did not run in 1080p. It was like a very, uh, adaptive resolution, like that was determined to hit sixty. But other than that, like it could look a little messy. Hmm. Um, it looks very good. It looks extremely sharp. Um, all of them look extremely sharp, and all of them have HDR added, and it looks pretty incredible, including um, maybe the cutscenes. Yeah. So, in addition to all the other stuff, one of the things that Microsoft and Three Four Three did when they released the Xbox One X patch for Halo Five was in addition to all the 4k asset work they did they completely redid all the like re-render all the cutscenes in 4k and added that to the game and it seems like maybe they've done that with halo 2 anniversary which has about an hour and a half to two hours of blur cutscenes um it definitely looks looks like it's an looks fucking ridiculous it looks like it's an hdr at the very least um but it looks like it's an hdr in 4k and it looks fucking bananas yeah there's um, one scene where it was early on where the arbiter is going up, going to trial, and there's like these lights shining forward, and then there's like these black areas, right? And there's like no banding. Yeah, it's just. Ugh. 
And when the yeah. Master Chief rides the bomb out yeah. of the out of the space station, and like you're seeing like these ships go by and ships exploding and all this other shit, and it's just like it looks extremely good. Um, but also stuff like Halo Three holds up remarkably well, like at 4K 60. Yeah, and it's an interesting example of like Microsoft strategy, which is that like the 360 version of Halo Three is on Xbox One backwards compatible. And is also Xbox One X enhanced, so that version of the game runs basically in 4K with wide color gamut. Um, so there are two versions of that game that run in 4K on the mm. system. Um, and so I think that that's interesting. I think that what they're doing is interesting, and I think that it's crazy. I just I, when I first walked in, I was just remarking that I was like, "You're in a beta for a game that's like how many years old?" Yeah, yeah, and You're it, a beta for a patch. It's, I mean, it's like, it's the right thing for them to do. Absolutely. But it feels difficult to sort of commend them for doing it because it never should have released in the state it was released in. And they gave everybody Halo ODST to make up for it. And that was great. Like, I love ODST and I think that it looks great in the Master Chief Collection, but it's still not, it's not what it was supposed to be. No, I mean, I think part of us looked forward to the multiplayer and all that being fucking flawless and us jumping in and having that basically that feeling that that call of duty commercial made last year where it was like get the band back together that's yeah. what we wanted and then it wasn't that and we were like ah fuck yeah yeah um and that's something else that they're adding i think that they're adding like game jumping like in multiplayer queues that you can go from game to game but i'm not totally sure about that that'd be a cool feature um but so far what they've done is pretty impressive and it seems like it's very close to release. Um, there were some parts in Halo 2 where the game looked fucked up. Like, there was a shadow pass, like a full shadow pass just missing. Like, the lighting was totally broken in, like, an interstitial area. Like, it was like a, an air dock that was clearly like, this is where we're loading from outside to inside. Yeah, it's, it's when you go out outside for the first time on the Big Mac gun. Yeah, and Halo. then go back inside. Yeah. Um, one thing that they have changed is that previously switching from graphics in Combat Evolved Anniversary and Halo 2 Anniversary would take a second. Like it would fit, dip to black and then come back up. And now it's just instant in both games. Yeah. We were, we, like, you and I are both just like slamming on that button. Yeah. It's, it's like a little addictive to just sort of go back and forth that way. Um, and it switches between music and arrangements uh, on the between fly. remastered and old on yeah. the fly, at least in two. Yeah, we were because we were talking about it because like the arrangement for two in the remaster is a lot fuller. Like it just or it's like more. It's more present. It's more present in the mix. Where earlier on, I think it's it kind of beds below the other sound effects. Hmm. I I wouldn't mind going back and it has been like four or five years since I really played through all those. Yeah, and like that's it's something that I've been sort of looking forward to where I wanted to play through Halo five, but I'm like, I actually want to play through all the Halo games. I'd rather, I think if I'm going to pick one though, I'd just go back and play through reach myself, but reach. So reach is backwards compatible, but it's not in the master chief collection. And that's sort of like the last sore thumb yeah. is that it's like the one Halo game where there's not like an Xbox. It still looks one. pretty good though. It looks okay. Um, I mean, it looks pretty good when you go back with the mindset of knowing that you're going back to like, you know, 2012, 2011, Oh, yeah. Uh, Halo was 2001. Halo 2 was 2004. Halo 3 is 2007. ODST was late 2009. You went to that review event when you had bird flu. 
Uh, Reach was 2010. And then four was 2012. Ah. And then five was 2015. Four. Fuck, I forgot about four. Yeah, so four is also in there and running natively in 4K. It's 60 frames per second. Looks fucking nuts. That game looks really, really good. Yeah, I just um, don't have much of an interest in playing four. Did you ever play it? Oh yeah, I played. Th- I played through four. I mean, I played through four right before I interviewed to work on five. But oh right, and it's and I had played through four at launch too. But I just, you know, as I said in the interview, I had too. I, I thought the enemies, the Prometheans in four, were totally not fun. They did a much better job with them in five, but in four, I thought that they were the knights and stuff were just a pain in the ass. I mean, I really liked it, but uh, we were also, like, before we were recording, like, watching the sort of Blur stuff and, like, talking about Halo stuff, like, just sort of reminiscing about how much you like the Halo lore. Dude, Halo lore's so fucking Halo cool. Halo so good. I just finished the yeah. book Bad Blood. Yeah, Arthur didn't know Miranda Keys is Halsey and Keys' daughter. Oh. I don't know if I knew that. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is why it's a little surprising that she dies so ignominiously in Halo yeah, Three. Like, yeah. They never get like a reunion or like again all the most they have is on screen. But so they met. Keys was with Halsey when she was uh, scouting all the kids that they were going to I take see. into the Spartan program. That is a nice way of saying kidnap and replace with flash clones that died quickly thereafter. Yeah. But yeah, and that's that's how they met, and then they had. Uh, she lived with. Halsey till she was six and then got sent to live with keys and then changed changed her last name. I see. Yeah. There's, there's plenty I know, but there's definitely plenty, plenty, plenty. I was also wrong last week when we were, or the week before when we were talking about, it's not great team. It's kilo six, nine or something like is the name of the squad that, Uh, uh, that that buck. Oh yeah. 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 I forget what they're called, but, um, so I, I read the first book as well. Yeah. Bad Blood was the first one in this series. There's no, New Blood. New Blood, sorry. It's and new then blood, this is Bad, bad blood. blood, yeah. Yes. So New Blood is the backstory of how Buck and the, everyone became Spartans. Yes. As well as... But is specifically the guys from ODST. It is their team yes. becoming Spartans. Yeah. Like what happened to them after ODST? Yeah, it's like it's all these... It's kind of out of order. That book is like told out of order. Like yeah. Or he tells parts of stories and they kind of... It's like... Call, like end up in the same place it's like after odst how did you end up with buck being led around by Locke in halo 5 yeah and this is how it happened yeah so. and then yeah like we we're talking about it picks up right after the end of halo 5 like 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 minutes after yeah. the end of halo 5 uh but it doesn't they kind of leave master chief and the other spartans pretty quickly i feel like they set up the universe a little bit more yeah but basically halo 6 or whatever they call it could wait what is it called they've actually said what it's called infinite halo infinite could open up however they want it could be it is halo 6 it could be 100 years in the future like arthur said no it could be 10 years i think it's gonna be like a year or two after halo 5 yeah like yeah um the one that going back to halo anniversary halo 2 anniversary that stuck with me actually is that i think that the story in the game changed (laughs) A little bit between when Blur did those cutscenes and when Halo 5's script was finalized. Mm. Because they talk, like, it still starts with the Arbiter and Locke having a conversation and the Locke saying, I am hunting this man and holding yeah. up, like, an image of John. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but when did that happen? 
Because I remember playing Halo 5 and you didn't think you were hunting the Master Chief until you were told to hunt the Master Chief and there wasn't a lot of time in there for you to There's do There's a part stuff. where he meets the he the meets him on our, on the Sangeli homeworld. Yeah, maybe that's where they're going to find him. Yeah. That could be. They do go there hunting for him and then that's where everyone takes the little portal to the Forerunner world. Yeah, Halo 5's story is a mess. It's It's just... It all probably makes sense in the script, but yeah, there's chunks that we as players didn't get. It made sense in a version of the script. I think that like they had to cut so much stuff to get that game to ship that. Still, a lot of the Halo books, pretty good. Yeah, they're fun. They're really fun. Even even the Forerunner ones are pretty cool. Yeah, that lore is is interesting. Like the the Didact and yeah, the Greg Bear trilogy, the Librarian. It is. It is. Yeah, the games just did a really not great. No, they don't tell you like you're like. Oh, well, I guess it's the person all the librarians are based on, and you're yeah. like, oh, not really, but kind of, yes. Yeah. I, it's just, the thing that gives me the most hope about Infinite is that it feels like the first Halo game I can remember that doesn't f- seem like it's being made like they're being chased by the cops. I think their plan for Halo Infinite might be to, like, put a game out and then treat it like Siege, where it's going to be one game they're going to sustain for multiple years with single player and multiplayer content and be like, we're just going to expand upon the Halo universe. That would be a first. I haven't seen anything that sustains on single player content that way. Yeah. Um, Like as far as multiplayer content, Halo 5 has done that more than any multiplayer shooter I think I've seen. Like that everything was free. Like that there has not been any paid DLC for Halo Oh yeah, no, I was talking about paid. Paid, paid, paid. Um, Pay up. I don't think that, I don't think that's what they plan on doing at all. I think that paid DLC has been completely phased out of Microsoft's plans for everything. Outside which is of, good. Outside of microtransactions in Forza. Although those were taken out, apparently. Weren't they put back in? No, they were like taken out of four to seven, oh, like okay. completely. I thought, um, I, thought, I thought I saw something about them getting. I mean, there was in. microtransactions in Halo Five as well. Like, well, there's the rec packs. Exactly. My point is, is that they're going to totally sustain these games not for free. It is not going to be for free. They're going to sustain them because people will continue paying. But, I mean, rec packs that was like the the Dota model, like rec packs like contributed yeah. to prize pools. So to that the can sustain the multiplayer, and then I could see them selling single player campaign expansion things. Like, I just feel like they want to make a platform game, not a let's continue to make Halo Infinite one, two, three. It's going to be Halo Infinite, and then let's just let that go for a while because it's a much better thing if you can work within the same tool and engines. For multiple years in a row, like uh, so no two as of two weeks ago, loot boxes to remove from Forza Seven and Forza Horizon Four will have no microtransactions. Oh, okay, cool, or no paid token microtransactions. Oh, that leaves a lot of space. Oh, yeah, it may have been added back into another driving game. I forget. Um, Gran Turismo, maybe. Who knows? Who cares? Yeah, Gran Turismo Sport update adds F one car and microtransactions. Mm-hmm. I mean, long term support of your games is not cheap Dents yeah and i mean the fourth the gran turismo games have been so ridiculously expensive to make for so long that a lot of games are really expensive to make so i just increasingly find out like you know like i feel like five or six years ago an expensive game was like 40 million dollars now an expensive game is like 200 million dollars gran turismo sport is the first gran turismo game where someone outside of polyphony modeled a car and actually the DLC that just released is the first time anyone outside of Polyphony has modeled a car for Gran Turismo that wasn't part of the studio. Hmm. That is amazing. 
Um, but yeah, I, I am very interested in what they're doing. The master chief collection. I think they're doing the right thing. It feels hard to pat them on the back about it. Yeah. Because it never should have released the way it released. Um, but I am definitely interested in playing more. Um, holy hell, the combat evolved anniversary stuff has aged poorly. Why is that? It just looks bad. Like it looks really bad. Like not the base game. The base game looks like what it looked like, but the anniversary stuff was the Saber Interactive reskin. Yeah, which is still like I mean, it looked not great when it came out, and now as many years have passed since, yeah, it looks that much worse. Well, um, that's how old of a game. Like I just feel like I didn't expect much from it. But. The problem isn't the models in the world. The problem is that like the rigging and skeletons of characters couldn't change. Yeah. And so, like, Key's face is all, like, caved in and shit. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Very simple models in that game. There are still cool ideas, though, that you just hit a button and switch back and forth between original mode and remaster. Um, I guess that's really it, huh? Play anything else? Not me. I've almost got level 1,000 in my battle pass for Dota. I got I got level thousand. I'm at level nine 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 right now. Nice. That means they send me a little fake Aegis of champions. When you play Dota and you lose a match, uh-huh. right, and you're playing ranked, do you go down a rank? You drop points. You drop MMR. You drop points. But your metal doesn't change anymore. Your I see. Metal stays the same. So in Siege, pretty much where I'm at with that in ranked game. If I win, I go up a, a medal. If I lose, I go down a medal every time. So when I have a losing streak of like five matches, I can go from silver to bronze. And I'm just like, I have to climb all the way back up because we had five bad matches. And I'm like, yeah. 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 Ranked as a harsh mistress. Yes. I was like this close to being gold, like one match away. And I was like, cool. We're gonna, and then we lost like six in a row. And I was like, yep, that's how it happens. Yeah. Uh, I've, yeah, Twitch is moving to a new building, so we've been doing a lot of prep work for that. Yep. Twitch is a platform that is, man, I would have never, it's crazy to me that Justin TV, this thing a long time ago that I remember, like, I made yeah. an account for, and now it's this. Is that like Ustream? No. Do you, do you remember what original Justin TV was? No, not really. Anymore? It was like a dude carrying a camera yeah, with him, right? A, one of the original founders was like live, like IRL live streaming his life. Oh. Uh, and then they had they had a gaming section, and that gaming section became the most popular thing on the site. Yeah. Okay. And that's how we got Twitch. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember I made a, tw- tw- a Justin TV account at some yeah. point, and then yeah, and then here we are now where it's weird. Like James works for them, so take everything I say with a grain of salt. But I literally use Twitch every day. Like when I'm at work and stuff. Yeah, I do actually use Twitch every day. That's fucked. Thanks for making me think that. I literally log in and I have like my Thanks set, for the minutes. My set people. Uh, I don't I like to, see I don't I use like Twitch. I use twitch.tv slash Dota Two. Ah. That's slash directory slash Dota yeah, Two. I mostly like, yeah, I yeah, mostly at the, is, I yeah. mostly at this point still watch Battlegrounds. I do not play much Battlegrounds, but I still enjoy Did you see that they announced their thing about like fix pub fix pub? I think it's smart. I know that there was some negative reception because people are like, I can't believe you have to announce something like this. But if I had been working with them, I would have totally said you guys need to. The messaging needs to be that we are fixing the game and treat it like a big PR thing. Of course, if they can actually do the fixes they're talking about, I'll be interested in coming back. But fair enough. But we'll see. 
Sometimes people write to us, and they write with like lengthy correction emails and stuff like that. And I think to myself, we're not the Giant Beast cast. They have a section dedicated to corrections. Me, I will read them, but you will never be acknowledged. <laughs> uh-huh. No, and that's we a prelude to this? Uh, just uh, we, This guy wrote a really long email about Star Trek stuff, because we dared to talk about Star Trek stuff. Yeah, that was a mistake. Oh, uh, fuck! Uh, let's see. Aubrey writes in and says... My significant other recently decided to make a jump to a new computer, and after a bunch of research, settled on a razor blade with a 1060, figuring it was well-built, powerful machine that would handle all the day-to-day stuff and let them venture into PC games for the first time. Since I'm one of the few gamers they hang out with, I'm in charge of coming up with a short list of games for us to play together and or for them to play alone. So far, we've played a few hours of No Man's Sky together, and they enjoyed it. But do you all have anything that you think is a must-play content for someone just venturing into PC gaming? Astroneer seems like a good, good That'd be idea. a good co-op one. Um, if they like space stuff. Yeah. Which, I was going to say, like, a lot of the things I would recommend kind of have come to console, like Diab- Diablos. Um, I would check out uh, Overcooked 2. It just came out. Yeah. And that one has online co-op. That's on Switch, though. Is it only on Switch? No, no. It's on... I don't know if it's on... It's on Steam. I don't, I don't know if it's only on Switch. I don't know. But it's on both, so... Yeah. Um, is it a prerequisite that it be PC exclusive? Well, uh, no. Oh, well, they didn't say as much, but you, that's true. Let's think of PCS PC games, perhaps. We don't need to think of PCS PC games. Like, in fact, those feel like they may be the most alienating. Although, Civilization VI is a game yep. that has a co-op or a multiplayer mode. I don't know how com- cooperative or competitive it is. World of Warcraft. Hmm. That is an option. That isn't... That is... A shit ton of co-op content. That's for damn sure. Yeah, like it's not necessarily like co-op as co-op, but you can do everything together. Diablo. Yeah, Diablo. If you're looking for a game to play together that is not traditional co-op, FTL is a game that people can play together. And that would be fun to sit there and make decisions together and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, XCOM could be the same way, which is you know best played on a PC in my mind. Though the console ones are totally usable. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, there's things like The Witcher and stuff, but that's also a console game. That's a pretty high high skill for kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. No, you're right. You're not wrong. Um, Yeah, I would start with something like Diablo 3. Stuff like Spelunky is on there. That seems like it could be an option. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's lots of stuff. But yeah. Oh, maybe like Inside is the one you could play together. Yeah, that is definitely a thing. Limbo. Um, These are some ones you could get really cheap nowadays. Fez. Uh, Far Sale. Or Loan Sale. I forget what it's called. I think it's called Far Sale. But that that, that would be some recommendations for me. Dota 2. Just throw them in Dota no, 2. No, don't, don't tell anyone to play Dota 2. Don't <laughs> so that's, do the that. end, that's the end of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Whether play together. because they like it too much or they don't like it at all. Play like, together, tell them you're going to carry and he's going to play support. And Although Mitch and his partner do play Dota together. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I think she's more reliable in Dota than he is. <laughs> she's, she's more conservative. Yes. She played a good Doom game last last couple mm. days. Uh, let's see. 
broad game re- recommendation requests are so hard. Well, they just wanted some good PC games, good co-op ones. You know, I don't know. Resident Evil 5 and Dead Space are the ones I've been doing recently, but that might be that might be a little intense depending on the person. Yeah. So they're not necessarily so cute. Um, Helldivers, also really fun. Uh, Divinity, Divinity Original Sin 2, I think, has multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, let's that see. That is a PC-ass PC game. Barry from Dublin. Mm-hmm. He says, all right, lads, if everyone that works in on programming in the video game industry worked in NASA instead, do you think we would have a colony on Mars by now already? No. No. Because the difference is people that work at NASA are fucking brilliant, and some of them have to be incredibly disciplined to be there. And in my experience, a lot of video game programmers are 23 and fresh out of college, and while they're really smart and really good at math, they don't. A lot of them, sometimes it's their very first job. I wouldn't want to sit what is on top of what is essentially a nuclear bomb, like, programmed by those people to rocket me into space. Yeah. I'm not saying that it would make it into space, like, nine times out of ten, but it's that one time But you would die because, and they'd say, I thought it was known shippable. You should, <laughs> yeah. you're you're should dead. You should watch uh, Hidden Figures. Yes, Hidden Figures is great. Which is not to say that every games programmer is, is like, no, bad or, to be or fair, lazy. There are or some very like senior naive. games programmers who make the cleanest code ever and are very smart and brilliant. But, but NASA is operating under a different sort of set of criteria than game development, which is that, like, people need to survive. Yeah. Like, there is no failure. Like, yeah. We yeah. will take as much time as we need to do this thing. And hopefully we have enough money. Ah, uh, the weather's shitty. Not fuck this yeah. shit. Is the weather even a degree off of what we planned for? Well, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Turns out escaping our atmosphere is pretty hard. Yeah, imagine that. Even after we've done it so many times, it's still... It's hard every time. Very challenging. Um, it's like Wolverine's claws. Not to mention, like, you know, if you've ever seen the movie Gravity, which has a lot of scientific inaccuracies in it, still fun to watch, that how much debris is in space, it's even crazier than you think. You can actually go to, there's like a government-run website that tracks all space debris in real time and shows you it, and it's it's uh, it's it's fucking crazy. There's a web that you're like, how does anything ever escape the Earth? Is how you should think about it. And they have um, to dodge all that? Well, it, and so in reality, when you think about how big the Earth is, it's not much dodging to do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you, you know, like in Star Wars, when they encounter an asteroid belt and they actually have to fly through asteroids. In real life, asteroids are hundreds of kilometers apart in an asteroid belt. It's just that the scale is so big that you it never actually works the way you think it does. Um, but yeah. Uh, letters at eat-sleep-game.com. The rest of your letters were corrections or stuff that I didn't feel like going into. Wow. But thanks for writing them rude well some people just write about stuff that's kind of controversial and i don't really feel like i'm always afraid Did they have a question about riot foot in mouth nope they didn't uh, um, other thing this week uh there so i just prefer not to put foot in mouth when i can avoid it not that we go live or anything as we record this but it's better to be safe um by the time you hear this you can go to torchlightfrontiers.com and you can see that that's what i work on I work on a new Torchlight game. So, that's Congratulations on announcing it. Woo-woo. Prior to you announcing it. If you're going to Gamescom, <laughs> I don't know if we'll be there. What about PAX? I don't know if we'll be there. 
but if you're at PAX, you could play Artifact. Or maybe Anthony's game. But I would say go to Torchlight Frontiers. I'm actually not sure what all we're going to, but go to Torchlight Frontiers, and I'm sure there will be announcements there. But that's where you can sign up to get in our beta, which I don't know when that's going to be either. Basically, nobody tells me nothing, so I just know that it's an announcement thing. So go check it out. Um, can I get a beta key? You guys will. Yeah, if you guys want to be in our beta, sure. Eh. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> um I, I, is there a, a, a time when the beta is launching? Do you? Know no, that? I don't even know about that. But I is know there we'll, a release window. I know we'll have a game? Discord, and people when they play should provide their feedback there because early feedback is going to be super important towards us learning from our things we've done right, things our customers want, and things we've maybe like not gotten to where they need to be. So the the trials and tribulations of making a game in development. But that was very delicately worded. I mean, that's reality, right? Is like there are things that we may have gotten wrong. Sure. But you don't always know it. You think sure. something's cool. Even when I worked on Marvel Heroes, there were characters that I thought were so fucking cool. And then I put them into our test server and people were like, this is garbage. And I was like, fuck, everyone thinks this is garbage. This I don't think it's garbage, but everyone else thinks it's garbage. So I'm going to change it because it's not my, it's not the video game I pay to play. So anyways, uh, you can find me at Chuff Money on Twitter. Don't talk to me about Torchlight there, though. You can talk to me about just about everything else, and you can find me on Twitch. Go, go, go to Discord. Yeah. I, that's the thing. is like I am happy to work on these games, but don't ever come to me for the official things. There's always official channels. Uh, you can go to AEGIS on Twitch and on Twitter if you want to reach Arthur, as well as Patreon.com slash AEGIS, where Arthur has his Patreon now, where you can uh, go check out and see the ways that you can support him in his endeavors to talk to you about cool shit that he likes and arthur usually has really good tastes he recommends a lot of things to me and then i would put off for some months sometimes years of looking into it and then when i finally did i was like just think about how much earlier i was like could have been better i was like this was actually really fucking good (laughs) so like you know i used to watch arthur watch bones and i was like what the fuck and then one time when i like 2013 ish all of a sudden i was like I think I'm addicted to bones, and yeah. I just fucking marathoned all. Bones is a good show to have on the have on in only like a quarter to a third watch. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a, a good Warhammer miniature painting show. Yes, 100. Um, percent And what did I miss anything? Oh yeah, you can go to Instagram. Arthur's on Instagram at Pragmagic. And James is on Instagram as James underscore Faulkner, as well as on Twitter. And then Anthony is a troglodyte that doesn't use anything. I used, I used, I still check my mentions on Twitter and I use Twitter sometimes, but I've pretty much, I haven't logged into Facebook in months and you know, and I use my discord all the time, but so Anthony wants you to come to him is what he's saying. I, if you hit me up, I see the mentions for sure, you know, but I just, I read. When he chooses to respond, it's up to him, man. I read a lot of news and stuff, and I like I said, I go through Twitter sometimes, and I say the occasional nice thing. Like I saw Scott the other day talking about how now he's gotten fat and can back fart. You know, these are the things. Which I Scott? See. Bromley. Okay. <laughs> so I don't remember Scott Lowe tweeting about that. <laughs> oh yeah, Scott Bromley was talking about how he gained weight, but he was at least now he's like at least now I can back fart like Anthony can. So Scott Lowe tweets about his cats. Yeah, which is pretty good. It is National Cat Day when we're recording this. So. I've been given happy cats, and Freya some pets. Yeah, and then she then like reached out and did the claw, the claw grab, where she wasn't like digging into my hand, but she was like, "Come back here." Yes, bring it back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're so not done yet. Go love your cats. 
Alright, and with that, we're going to be done. Have a great weekend. Be kind to each other, even when it's hard. <laughs>